0: The New York Islanders got a shutout from Semyon Varlamov to earn a weekend split. We have our takeaways from both of this weekend's games. Plus, we'll discuss the NHL debut of a new Islander. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And I wrote the book, Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to get to today. The Islanders splitting their two games over the weekend, losing to Nashville 4-1 on Friday, beating the Chicago Blackhawks 3-0 on Sunday. We'll have our key takeaways. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about, on a future episode feel free to send us an email the email address lockedonislanders@gmail.com. islanders at gmail.com and if you leave your first name and where you're from we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind you could also follow the show on twitter at locked on Isles, and you could follow me Gil martin on twitter at ice wars n-y-r-v-s-n-y-i We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am also live-tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis, and always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time, so follow on Twitter, and uh, make sure you get in touch, and uh, we'll talk a little Islanders hockey. So... The Islanders split the weekend, losing Friday 4-1 to the Nashville Predators before beating the Chicago Blackhawks 3-0 on Sunday. And all things considered, I wanted at least three points this weekend, but I'll take the two, and here's why. Even though the Islanders... Lost four to one. The game was a lot closer than the score. Two of the four goals were empty netters. So Ilya Sorokin, you know, saved 19 out of the 21 shots he faced. And the reason for this defeat, quite honestly, was a few reasons. First of all, hats off to Kevin Lankinen, the goalie of the Nashville Predators on Friday. Who made 48 saves? The Islanders outshot the Preds 49 to 21 in this game. The problem was that the most of the Islanders' shots were from in, uh, you know, they were able to be seen by Lankinen. He didn't give up a lot of quality rebounds. He did not. Face any screens. He didn't face any deflections. He saw the puck. He stopped the puck. And that was the difference in the game. And it wasn't as one sided as the 49 to 21, uh, or 23, if you count the two empty netters, uh, shot differential indicates. But the power play. Got the Islanders only goal, Matthew Barzal, his third. Always good to see Barzy shooting and scoring. And and Barzal had nine shots on goal in this game. And look, I don't remember the last time. I don't remember the last time Matthew Barzal had nine shots on goal in two games. But nine shots on goal in this game. He had the only goal for the team. A bright spot for sure in that respect. Uh... But the penalty kill was a problem. And both of the non-empty net goals by the Preds came on the power play. One for Philip Forsberg, one for Roman Yossi. Forsberg was left all alone uh, to to shoot on the opposite side. It was a defensive breakdown. And again, overall, the Islanders' defense... uh, on the PK, the penalty kill just didn't get the job done in this game. And that was certainly disappointing. And, you know, we we kind of we saw Matt Martin drop the gloves with Michael McCarron. And, uh, you know, I, I, again, Matty March more than did well in the fight. But, uh, again, just sort of overall... Uh, Not the greatest performance in spite of the one-sided shot situation. You also saw the debut for this season of Cole Bardrow. And Bardrow was only out there for six and a half minutes in this game. Six minutes and 37 seconds. And Bardrow didn't play terribly. But he didn't play particularly well either. He is a smaller player. And I think his lack of size hurt him he took one penalty in this game uh overall but it it just wasn't his best uh you know performance we talked on friday on the last show about you know bardrow being called up and uh, along with uh hudson fashing and a lot of fans and a lot of people who got in touch with me whether it was a comments on YouTube or emails. You know, why are they calling up these guys? We need goal scoring. And, you know, Lou Amorello basically explained Cal Clutterbuck day to day could be back at any time. Uh, Same thing with Kyle Palmieri, even though Palms is on IR technically, he was day to day. So These were viewed as very short-term, we need to fill in for the guys who were missing. They tend to be bottom six guys, uh, with Holmstrom sort of filling in for Palmieri as a top six guy, and it really kind of worked out okay overall for these two games. If this was more of a, we need a a top six forward, and we're thinking more long-term maybe you would see one of the other players who people are asking for, whether it would be, you know, your Atu Ratus or your William Dufours or your uh, Ishkakovs, but not yet. And I, I, again, Lou Lamorello rightfully or wrongfully wants to be more conservative about that when all is said and done. And I I, I think that is, you know, consistent with what Lou wants to do. Oliver Wallstrom, uh, you know, again, still struggling a little on the defensive side, but he did have three shots on goal. Anders Lee had six. Overall, the shots, Barzy with nine, Dobson with seven. Uh, you know, those are the guys you want shooting the puck. Lee, Barza, Barzel, Dobson, uh, you know, th- those are guys you wanna see shooting, and they they did do that. The problem really was that the quality of shots weren't great. There weren't enough rebounds. There weren't enough, uh, you know, dangerous kind of shots. And it it ended up hurting the Islanders. Both goals scored uh, by the predators. Ended up being from high quality areas. The two, I'm talking about the two power play goals, not the empty netters. And the Islanders just didn't have that extra gear in this game that would have allowed them a chance to get back in it. They had chance after chance after chance, but didn't really put together the finishing skills that they so badly needed. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll break down the Sunday game against the Chicago Blackhawks, a 3-0 shutout win. We'll have that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a great pill taker, and I didn't want to have to take five, six, seven pills to to get all the nutrition that I need. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports Your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no uh, nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance thanks for making locked on islanders your first listen today for your second listen check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts so If Friday was the frustrating game over the weekend against Nashville and the Preds, they've won eight straight against the Islanders. For some reason, the Isles just can't defeat Nashville. Well, Sunday was sort of the the flip side of that. I think it was one of the more complete games that the Islanders have played this season. Semyon Varlamov, 21 saves to earn the shutout. Islanders, 40 shots against Arvid Soderblom of chicago who played exceptionally well and kept this game close in the first period the islanders after a little bit of a sluggish start they really picked things up and in this game uh it was just a balanced attack top to bottom and the islanders end up getting that first goal midway through the second period it was only after a review that the goal was awarded properly to matt martin his third of the year And then Zach Parise with a hustle goal and Brock Nelson with the third goal off a nice feed from Anthony Bavillier. All the goals coming in the second period. And again, just I love the performance here. Out of all the players that dressed for the Islanders, 18 skaters, 17 of them had at least one shot on goal. The only one who didn't, Josh Bailey. But, you know, Anthony Bavillier, five shots on goal to lead the islanders that was encouraging barzy back down to two shots on goal but i'll take it the nhl debut of hudson fashing who was the other call up besides cole bardrow and i think fashing looked good he made some nice plays showed good awareness he was a plus one had two shots on goal in this game and i i think just sort of complemented the team well And another guy I want to give a shout-out to, Simon Holmstrom, who also was a plus one and had two shots on goal. But the thing about Holmstrom, he is already ahead of Oliver Wallstrom as far as what he does when he doesn't have the puck in the offensive zone. And I think that makes a big difference. Um, There was one play where... You know, Ryan Pulak, I believe it was, pinched. And who covered the point? Simon Holmstrom. Then he went in on the four check, helped steal the puck, set up a great scoring opportunity for Zach Parise as Holmstrom and Parise sort of had a tag team four check going. That was in the third period. It was great to watch. And, you know, for a a guy who has only played a handful of games in the NHL, strong performance for Simon Holmstrom. Solid debut in the NHL for Hudson Fashing. That's what you want to see from these players who are young and just getting themselves started. Another interesting statistic, by the way, from that Blackhawks game. And, you know, this is sort of one that I I, I really, really liked to see. Jonathan Tate's. No shots on goal in this game. No shots for Taves. One shot for Max Domi. Four shots for Patrick Kane. But overall, the Islanders, with a couple of minutes here and there being the exception, very solid on the attack. And defensively, yeah, they coughed up a few pucks mostly in the first period. But overall, from the second period on, this was a dominant, well-rounded overall performance, uh, and and the Islanders deserved, deserved those two points. Varley did what he had to do when the team needed it. The fourth line was good. The third line was solid. And, you know, you got goals from Parise and Nelson, and three defensemen had points. I, I, I just think... This was the kind of game the Islanders wanted to play. And just to give you another example, and there weren't a lot of penalties in this game. Although, again, Casey Zizekas dropping the gloves with Reese Jordan, uh, Johnson, uh, Johnson in the first period, that's dating back to a previous incident. And Zizekas, you know, dropped the gloves with Johnson, got it over with, won the fight, and that helped set the tone. But here's the deal. You look at the Islanders' forwards in this game. Brock Nelson led all forwards on the Islanders with 17 minutes and 37 seconds of ice time. The lowest amount of ice time for any Islanders player, Simon Holmstrom, 11.28. That means that six minutes and nine seconds separated the amount of ice time the forward with the most ice time had in this game and the forward with the least ice time that is balance that tells me that this team is rolling four lines they're happy with the production of all four lines and lane lambert is just saying to himself my team is playing the way i want them to play and we're going to keep doing what we're doing it was a really well played game overall for the islanders and i really enjoyed watching this team get the job done. It it, it just was, you know, what you expect. And everyone sort of played their role. We talked about Holmstrom. We talked about Sezekis and Matty Martz and, and, you know, three shots on goal for Ryan Pulak. Romanov led the team with five hits tied with Matt Martin. It's just like everybody went out and played their role to a tee and got the job done and I really enjoyed watching this game I know the Chicago Blackhawks are not among the better teams in the NHL but when you're facing a struggling team and you're at home you got to go out there and do the right thing get the job done and take care of business and that's exactly what the Islanders did so congratulations to Semyon Varlamov on his first shutout of the season, congratulations to Hudson Fashing on his Islanders debut, and two very important points for the Islanders in the standings. Again, you can have games like Friday where something was sort of missing from the offense and, and, and what have you, but the fact that you played well enough uh, to not let it be a losing streak To bounce back quickly and get back on the winning track. That is vital for the New York Islanders. And I am proud of the way this team handled themselves Sunday. And now another game coming up Tuesday against the St. Louis Blues at UBS Arena. Hopefully they can start putting some wins together. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day uh and this one is a forward who was with the islanders in the early 80s for a brief time we'll see if you can guess who that is he was an alumni of the wha as well so uh let's see if you can guess who that is we've got that and some final thoughts about last night's win over the blackhawks coming up on this episode of the locked on islanders podcast Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, World Cup soccer, hockey, and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to to get your betting fix. And hey, Tuesday, Islanders at home against St. Louis. If you're confident the Islanders and win, check out the odds at betonline.net and see if you can make the game even more exciting by placing a bet on it. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And We are actually a little bit ahead of ourselves here, uh, but we're going to wish a very happy 68th birthday later this week to former Islanders winger, Kevin Devine. Devine uh, played two games for the Islanders during the 82-83 season. Now, here is a guy who was drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs seventh round in 1974, played started with the san diego mariners of the wha uh in 74 75 signed with them scored 21 goals in 75 76 30 goals in 76 77 19 more in 77 78 but then went down to the minors once the wha went out of business and merged or had four teams join the nhl he did not end up playing there and played for the Indianapolis Checkers of the CHL, who were an Islanders farm club. But he got called up for a couple of games in 82-83. And those were his only two career NHL games. We're going to look at his better game as an Islander. October 26, 1982, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Calgary Flames coming to town. Reggie Lomeland in goal. For the Flames, Billy Smith for the defending Stanley Cup champion, Islanders and the Islanders. After a scoreless first period, breakout on top midway through the second, Mike Bossy, his 11th, from Brian Trottier and Tomas Janssen at 752, 1-0 Islanders. Janssen then scores the second goal of the game for the Isles, his third, Billy Carroll and Dennis Potvin with the assist at 13-15. That made it 2-0. But then the Islanders get into some penalty trouble with uh, essentially a power play for Calgary and Hall of Famer Lanny McDonald pots his 11th from Carrie Eloranta and Guy Chouinard at 1430. That makes it a 2-1 Islanders lead. But the Islanders continue to press. Islanders shorthanded. Uh, later on in the period with Dave Langevin off a tripping, but Butch Goring makes Calgary pay. His sixth, Dennis Potvin, the only assist on the shorty at 16-11. Islanders up 3-1. to one. Then the Islanders' power play gets going with Pat Ribble of Calgary off for interference. Dwayne Sutter, his fourth. Clark Gillies and Stefan Pearson with the assist. Islanders up 4-1 to one after two periods. In the third, Terry Aloranta makes it 4-2, to two, his first from Kent Nielsen and Lanny McDonald at 6:30. Islanders looks like, uh, oh we may have a little, little trouble here. Well, not so fast. Dwayne Sutter, his second of the game, fifth of the year from Wayne Merrick. And Dennis Potman at 10-36 makes it 5-2 Isles. Then defenseman Dave Longevin, his first from Bobby and our Islanders' birthday of the day. Kevin Devine. That goal at 13.06 makes it 6 2. Mike Bossy is second of the game, 12th of the year from Dennis Potvin at 14.42. The Islanders skate away with a dominant 7 2 win in this game. Shots on goal 35 for the Islanders, just 17 for the Flames. 15 saves for Billy Smith to earn the win. For Kevin Devine, our Islanders' birthday of the day, two shots on goal, six penalty minutes. An assist and he was a plus one that would be the only point of his nhl career again a 30 goal guy in the wha but uh by the time he reached the islanders he just had this little cup of coffee uh four assists for dennis potvan in this game two goals for bossy two goals for Dwayne sutter and a goal and an assist for tomas jansen so a strong overall performance But Kevin Devine, uh, who picked up his first career NHL assist, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day, the actual birthday on December 9th. So we're a few days early for him, but we wish him all the best with that. And uh, again, Kevin Devine, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Islanders will face the Blues on uh, Tuesday, that one again at the UBS Arena. And I think, again, you really want to win that game and just keep moving forward. Here's the thing that worries me. The Islanders now in third place in the Metropolitan Division. 32 points. They're 16-10. and Carolina has been hot. They passed the Islanders. They have one more point than the Islanders, but they also have a game in hand. Pittsburgh is two points behind the Islanders. They have a game in hand. The Islanders in this metropolitan division, which top to bottom is pretty darn good. There are six teams who will probably compete for those three playoff spots and a wild card. Uh, You can't afford to leave points on the table. So, the Islanders need to take this game and build on it. And I'll say this, the power play has really looked sharp in the last couple of games. They had the power play goal Friday, no power play goals Sunday. But boy, did they move the puck well and create chances. And that is very encouraging. I think the last three or four games overall, maybe the last week or two, is the best I've seen this power play look on a consistent basis in a very long time. So, got to be pleased with that and pleased with the win. And now, again, time to build on it. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast podcast. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.